Welcome to a very special episode. Well, it's not special. It's just a, a bonus episode of the Criterion Cult. Uh, I'm one of the hosts, Jordan Garcia. And Mondor Vizu here. Uh, we don't have Diego and Nacho with us today. That's because uh, they didn't see the movies we're going to be talking about. Uh, we're doing things a little different today. Um, usually, we will talk about a film that's on the Criterion uh, and then we will, one of us will bring a film, and then we'll, four of us will argue if it should be in the Criterion or, or not be. Uh, this time, we are going to be talking about a film that's on the Criterion, but we're not going to really be arguing for a film to be in the collection. We're just going to sort of talk about it. And uh, the reason that we're doing this is because we were able to check out uh, the Beyond Fest uh, double feature, which is of Seconds from 1966, which is John Frankenheimer. And then we also saw the uh, latest release from Brandon Cronenberg, Little Baby Cronenberg, uh, the heir to the Cronenberg crown, uh, his film Possessor, Uncut. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird. That's a weird name for it. I, maybe they're just trying to bank on the Uncut Gems trend. I, I, the uncut. I, I think they're just trying to make yeah. it seem like. I don't know. It's, I feel like because it's it's pretty violent, uh, and they just like want to be like, um, yeah, it's uncut. That's why it's so violent. Because people keep like complaining about how violent it is, but it's not really? that yeah, violent. Yeah, it wasn't that... I yeah. don't know. Well, I guess well, we'll get into it. Yeah, so let's get into Seconds first. Uh, so they did this double feature um, at Beyond Fest. We went to the Mission Tiki Drive-In mm-hmm. in Montclair. Brandon picked pick this? Brandon Cronenberg picked Brandon Cronenberg put this together. That's right. He put this together for Beyond Fest. So, you know, it's kind of... Uh, just imagine that Brandon Cronenberg's here sort of arguing for his film to get in. This is, these are, this is his episode. This is his picks. Um, and we'll be talking about uh, Seconds first, which is a really good uh, com- you know, combination of these two films uh, because, well, they're not exactly the same, but they kind of have the same sort of theme of identity is like the whole thing. And so, uh, so for S- Seconds, which is again directed by John Frankenheimer, uh, stars Rock Hudson, John Randolph, Francis Reed, and Marie mm-hmm. Hamilton. And then the mayor of Jaws. The mayor of Jaws, yeah, Murray Hamilton. Yeah, that's it. He's just, he looks as old as here as he does in Jaws. He doesn't look any younger for some reason. <laughs> uh, but it's about a, a seconds is about an unhappy middle-aged banker. He agrees to a procedure that will fake his death and give him a completely new look and identity, one that comes with its own price. <laughs> and, that, and that's how IMDb told me to say it. Uh, and that's yeah. what it's about. Um, yeah, it's just like classic Twilight Zone, uh, Night Gallery, like... EC comics like sci-fi horror like you keep going <laughs> yeah uh, no no but yeah no things, for sure you know it's like all those things and yeah. it makes sense and it's like it's like oh yeah like this I'm surprised I never heard of this one like and this one doesn't get brought up like in those kind of conversations you know right it is Twilight in the collection like, but yeah they yeah. you don't really they won't, no one really talks about it in terms of it like being like sci-fi or because I've heard mm-hmm. of it and I knew mm-hmm. that it was like about you know an operation that they did on the person. But this is like really sci-fi. It's like it, it, as more than it made it seem than yeah. when I heard about it. Yeah, it's not so like um, I don't know how to I don't know how to put it because it's not like sci-fi in the way like oh it's the future and all this stuff. It's pretty like modern day like con- like yeah you know and everything that happens is just I guess that's the sci-fi thing about it is the uh, what happens is that so. Uh, who's the actor's name again john randolph is the the first guy is the the guy like yes who who, um he's sick of his life sick of his wife (laughs) sick of all the strife (laughs) he's tired of being a banker he's tired of dealing with the mundane life that he's himself has created Mm -hmm. uh it's nobody's fault but his but he wants a second chances at life and so there's this organization that does that but the only way that they could really give out uh operations it seems is if you get someone else to join that that organization to, to get so your face changed it's right? kind of like a cult almost because yeah. you have like you get brought in by someone and then eventually you have to bring in somebody right and so know? like because so he keeps getting these calls from someone that that he knows it's supposed to be dead yes and that the guys sort of just tell him no you, you you're gonna get a new life you're gonna and so he seems to not remember that he agreed to these this operation or to do these things but he sort of falls in this trance kind of and just sort of goes through all these steps to take, take that operation i feel like you know i what think I mean? that's like the thing is that like they try to trick you and like because it's oh it's his friend and obviously he, he's dead he went to his funeral all this stuff like they don't show that but you get that and his friend is calling and to like kind of like let him know that it's the his friend that died or whatever 
he tells him there's like this like inscription that he wrote on this trophy, I guess when they were younger or whatever. Right, to give him a hand you know, to make like, sure it's him. Yeah, yeah, this is him. Like that's like only I would like only he would know that and and uh Randolph. Yeah, John Randolph. John Randolph. Yeah, John Randolph. So like so yeah, it's like a cool I think that's how they trick you. Like, you know, they get they just it's like a telemarketer almost. Like they just they just need you to stay on the phone. They just need you to do this and then you're kinda just gonna go along with it, I guess. Unless yeah. Unless yeah. you don't, or they kill you, or probably, I don't know. Right, and we don't know exactly what he was told before. His wife just sort of talks about how she hears him getting phone calls late at night, and he paces yeah. around the room. But I imagine, yeah, it just it's probably just this thing where he's making him feel even more worse about his life, or, or mm-hmm. like doing things to make him feel like, oh, I do have to do this. Yeah. And it's crazy, because, yeah, it's, it's really, you start to realize, like, oh, it's just like nobody really cares about anybody. They're just all selfish trying to get yeah. their own shit. Yeah, it's it, just like... Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's this like um, it's um, mi- like male fantasy, like you know, oh, I, I I had this life and I can leave it behind and do this, do like get another life, like a second life, you know? Yeah, like, the ultimate uh, male fantasy, yeah. baby. You become Rock <laughs> Hudson. That's so he gets a yeah. surgery done on him uh, to change his life, and the organization does like this pretty shady thing where they sort of like drug him. And they sort of make him act out sort of like a, a sexual assault on this woman that they mm-hmm. film. Yeah. So they use that as kind of if he wants to back out from the surgery, if he doesn't want to do it anymore, they're like, well, we'll put this out yeah. and your life will be ruined. So you'll have to like do it. You know, you'll have to kill your like say that you're dead and change your face. Exactly what a cult would do. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Some and so, so he event- so then he has to do it. So eventually he gets a new face and he looks like good old Rock Hudson. Yeah. Um, you know. I don't know how they make him younger. Uh, I don't know how that and technology his body because he was pretty uh, right. He was like old guy. Shape. Yeah, they they literally just did complete surgery on his whole body yeah. to make him rock <laughs> rock hard Hudson. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so it's you know it's again it's like sci fi. You're supposed to like suspend uh, suspend disbelief. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> and uh, it's but I, one thing that I think uh, Frankenheimer does that's really like interesting uh, that. I, I feel like Terry Gilliam just pretty much took his style from this mm-hmm. movie. Uh, who, he's the director of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. That's exactly what this film feels like. It, it's like those crazy close-ups. Everyone feels sweaty. Everyone feels like it's paranoia. You feel that sense of, I don't know who I am, where I am. Am yeah, I on drugs? Yeah, these like fisheye kind of, yeah, like a lot really of up close. Like, a lot of yeah. close-ups. Yeah. Um, a lot of sort of uh, dizzying effects. Um, you know, a lot of just... Uh, these characters sort of just pop out of nowhere in a lot of places and, and it does feel like you know in, in fear and Logan, yeah when he's in the like, bar and yeah. like he's like if like he's talking like he uh uh johnny depp is talking to these looking like uh reptiles and stuff and like sees all these things obviously not in this movie but it kind of feels like that because everyone's right. just so up close in your face and it's yeah just, and there's like a you know there's like, like some like he's at a party and he's sort of drunk and yeah. he's just like kind of walking around the room and yeah. it's just he's like He'll be in someone's face and it's just some lady like hysterically laughing like all crazy. It's yeah. just like sort of weird and strange and it feels like you're, you know, you're on drugs or you're just like yeah. on this like set. And everyone is, all eyes are on you for right. some reason. Yeah. Um, and it's still that sense of yeah. paranoia. And so basically Rock Hudson, they make him an artist. They already set up this life for you. Yeah. Uh, they, he has a house in Malibu. Um, he's, he's out there in the boo living yeah. it up on the beach sick house sick art collection uh, they make this whole like you know fake persona for him he's already like a well-renowned art person not well not like a super famous they say just famous enough to like you know show that you're you know you're you're famous so you have this money but you're not famous so where you got all eyes on you and stuff yeah, like yeah. that and so and he's like yeah and basically he asks, well how am i really gonna i don't really know how to paint and he's like well eventually you'll you'll paint we'll take paintings for you that you'll say that are yours and then eventually like you'll learn your style like and then he'll just paint but that was a weird thing too because uh later on he goes back to his home right and then and talks yeah, to, go, talks yeah, to his wife right and he's asking for these paintings back isn't he yeah because that's well that's the thing that's what that's why they make him a painter because mm-hmm. he had like uh, some interest in yeah that. he had prospects of he wanted to be a painter yeah. but that guy plays him that recording of him saying well i've always wanted to paint because they asked him well what would you want to do that's not yeah. you know that's not what you do now he said well i've always liked to paint mm-hmm. so he did paint he just never really did it like, i guess in he never got significant good. yeah way. yeah maybe yeah. i don't know yeah oh, sorry i thought that was weird but i guess no yeah it no it, no i mean yeah that's uh 
it, yeah, it's, they sort of explain it, but they don't. That's the yeah. thing with this movie is that things aren't really explained. They they are, but they're not. Yeah. And they're done in a way that, like I said, it's sort of like it's sort of like you're always coming in the middle of something mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh, wait, wait, what am I doing in this room? And who are this? Who's this guy sitting behind me? And what is he, you know? Yeah, that, that was one of the things with this movie is like, you know, it's really good. Like, it's good. It's uh, like the acting is great. And I guess just I the whole time I was thinking the script could have been tighter on things. You know, like a little more fine tune, and because like I feel like the middle of the film it gets kind of a it meanders a little bit, like you know when he meets the girl and stuff and the party and like that weird like almost midsummer thing they do (laughs) with all hippies and just like dancing and yeah he gets graped in this film yeah he gets like they they're they're, well there's a bunch of naked people naked hippies stomping on grapes. And just white does, people doing white things, right? White people being weird, wearing flower, <laughs> yeah, fucking, and that's that's eccentric. Reefs. That's yeah, that's and they cool. think, and that's what it's yeah. And, and then so Rock Hudson's like, to you know, he's he's, he's a banker, uptight. he's yeah. an uptight guy, so he's just like, no, 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 and they just rip his clothes off and throw him in the in the grape with everybody. Like uh, yeah. he's just in the grape, uh, and he like he fights like them, like <laughs> yeah, he's like all he doesn't want to like, be yelling. Like, he's like, no, no, yeah, it's really weird. Like why he's so like again, like it's like it doesn't yeah, make. But, s- but then he just starts making out with some naked chick, and he's well, all for it. That chick that he, well, yeah, yeah. The, the one that he meets, that, yeah, that takes him there. That but takes- that's what I'm saying. You know, once. Once you're in the grape uh, and you make out with a naked chick, you know, you, you come out of the grape feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that and that's sort of like a just one of those scenes. that was just kind of show you when he like, you know, he's going to start to like change. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. not going to be the uptight banker anymore. He's actually just going to let go and be this thing. But then you find out that he's not just really meeting this girl randomly. He's yeah. Really, she works for this company, too. Yeah. Like she's a plant. She's like, like everybody he knows yeah. basically is someone from that company. Yeah. Like they, they own Malibu, I guess. <laughs> Pretty much probably. Right. Which makes sense, yeah. yeah. I mean, the Criterion Cult's pretty small. I mean, we cover it's, maybe Pico and West Covina, yeah. but <laughs> but uh, yeah, fucking yeah. There's there's cults that have all of Malibu, and yeah. that's that's what this cult was. And uh, yeah, so uh, as far as like the acting goes, I think it was all great because mm-hmm. everybody really again gives that sense of like that strangeness that you're supposed to feel. And then just the way it fil- it's filmed too, it's not so like. Uh stock like it's not just like a two camera person like someone talks and like you know like the camera's moving a little bit it's like they're being they're being strange you know they're just not locked into like like a still frame shot all the time you know so right right and that and not to like um like disregard the acting but i mean like i think that helps the acting too a little bit you know for sure definitely but but that's what i'm saying they're doing well with yeah i think they were able to convey i mean i don't you know i've seen rock hudson and giant uh, mm-hmm. I've, see, I've seen all that heaven allows but like on tv like a while ago then I, mm-hmm. you know i didn't really watch it yeah but i it, it seemed like he was sometimes being overdubbed by john randolph right didn't it seem like his voice was sort of like that that was another thing too he did really the, good at like being that guy sort yeah. of like like coming off as the john randolph character mm-hmm. in this new rock yeah. hudson body like just sort of the way he moves sometimes and like just different things and yeah. you know and you know back in what 66 not a lot of you know actors not that rock rock hudson wasn't a good actor these actors aren't good but not a lot a lot of actors would really take the time to do yeah something take like it that. to that place or right. even think about that you know like yeah. i mean where you're you know you have nicholas cage and john travolta doing face off yeah like that you know they don't even really even try to like do anything like yeah know, they're doing weird yeah they're just doing something weird yeah <laughs> like nicholas cage is just being like a tame nicholas cage as mm. opposed to being john travolta yeah like, you know? and john travolta is just not even getting near the level of craziness of mm. nicholas cage but just trying to be like a wacky like cute john travolta like yeah you know? and that's and here rock hudson feels like it is that person but like just in a new body yeah you feel that he's like totally un- like as soon as he gets to Malibu, like he just feels like you just feel his uncomfortableness in this body, like you know his his mind, his head, he's, he's like is trying to be like wrap around this whole concept that he's this new person, he's this yeah. guy, you know, like and that was really cool. I thought I felt like they could have spent a little more time doing that, like right. Just they sort of, a, like, but yeah. yeah, they do like um where they just sort of pass the time and yeah. just show different scenes of him doing things. Yeah, and the way they kind of show and it his is that, butler like, is trying to get him to like, oh, you should have a party. Blah, that's blah, right. To like meet yeah. the, meet meet people around yeah. you. And Stuff well, like it's just that. all these other guys that have done this, you know. Yeah, all these other freaks. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, look, I, it's that's what I'm saying. Look, 
I, I would, it would be great if I can, I guess, get some brand new body where you literally doesn't look like I got plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. It looks like I'm some new person. Yeah. And they gave me a house in Malibu and, you know, I was a famous podcaster already and I didn't have to start <laughs> this fucking thing. And <laughs> and I had all kinds of money, that podcast Joe Rogan money. Yeah. You know, I, that'd be great. But, but still, I'd get there and I'd realize, oh, I'm still like the same sad sack of shit that I am. I wouldn't be able to like, it's not going to change anything because I look different. It's not going to change. I'm still, I, my personality is the same. Yeah. Like, I, I'm going to still be... I'm still going to fuck up what I would fuck up anyway. Like, you know? Yeah, that's exactly like, no matter like, like that was uh, Randolph's, uh, Rudolph, Randolph, Rudolph, Randolph, his whole like, uh, that was the whole thing, you know, like he made his life that way. Yeah, he his was wife, miserable. Yeah. yeah, when he when he goes back to talk to his wife as Rock Hudson and he's just saying he's a friend of, right. a friend of Randolph's like. She tells him, like, yeah, he was this way. Like, this, you know, he did this. and like, Yeah, she's saying how she never really knew who he was. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the whole thing. Like, like these people are telling, like, no matter what, like, he's just letting people tell him kind of what to do. Like, this, like, uh, this operation thing, they're telling him what to do, what he can't do. You know, like, yeah. you don't have a daughter and you don't have a wife. You know, right. you don't have these things. And that was, like, the whole thing. It's like... Like, giving him a girl to date, giving yeah. him, like, friends to have. Yeah, he, could, yeah. he can't choose anything. Yeah, it was all it was all set up for him and he made the choices like you know like so that that's another thing is like he wants to get out and make his own choices but he can't like even like when he when he goes back and says oh like i want a new body or again right, like, yeah he wants to change he wants yeah. a different start because he says he's tired of of that what yeah like yeah he's like it's it's because he found out that it's all fake yeah and it's just like well yeah you're just gonna do it again it's gonna be fake again and that's like just it, a typical man can't commit yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> you, know? you can't stick to one rock hudson body yeah yeah and like and that's yeah that's another thing is that you know it, it, all of a sudden he's like going back to his wife trying to change but it's just like dude you're already rock hudson bro like yeah you can't like you fucked up like mm. you're not gonna be able to like you, you knew all these things that she's telling you. You knew that you were, like, you never talked to her. You knew that you yeah. were distant. You knew that you were shitty husband. You knew all this stuff. Mm. You could have changed it, but instead you decided to pretend to die and yeah. then change your body to look like Rock Hudson and live in Malibu. And yeah, so it's that, like, that's well, like, yeah, that's one of those things that's, I mean, obviously still going on. Like, people, like, you can't, you like, oh, yeah, I wish I had that. I wish I was that. I wish I was, you know, but, like, no, it's just, it's the choices you make. Like, it doesn't matter what, like, you know, it's just your choices yeah. you have to yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter like your what kind of house you get, the more amount of money you have, or whatever. If you're just a shit person, yeah. your life's gonna be shit. That, that's not gonna make a difference. Yeah, yeah it's gonna just, be your outlook. You know, yeah, you can't life. just like brush all the old shit under the rug and think it's not yeah. gonna come back. Like you can't brush that shit under a new body and think it's not gonna pop back out. Was that a cool thing? No, that wasn't yeah. a cool thing to say. We'll edit that out. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, the acting here is is great. Mm. The directing is great. Frank Frankenheimer. Um, again, I feel like Terry Gilliam just pretty much took all of his uh, style from this mm. movie because um, it's a great, just sort of a kind of you know drug infused kind of thriller. It just feels like a sci-fi, like this weird sci-fi like drug movie. Like the yeah. whole time you're on a sedative and you're just like, oh shit, what's going on? And you're you're just seeing all these like things happening, you know, and mm. uh, like you know, and there's always strangers that pop up and yeah. just out of nowhere, and he just doesn't know who they are. And so you sort of feel like that watching the movie. And you're just like, what is what is this? What's going on? Mm. And you know, a lot of films don't really go out of their way to try to uh, do that in terms of uh, you know, as far as the cinematography mm-hmm. and the acting. It would be more so in the script that they would try to explain all that to you. They would uh, give it to you through dialogue. Um, oh, this is you know, you're supposed yeah. to feel paranoid. You're supposed, you're, I'm paranoid. You know. Oh like, yeah, you're gonna go through these feelings or whatever. You would. Yeah. You know, they would do. But yeah, like yeah, I like that. Like I mean, the whole time I was watching, I was like, damn, I wish like. They, I kind of want this film to be remade, sort of, but n- no, at the same time because it would be too clean. It would do that with the dialogue for the yeah. script. Well, you know? I mean, I guess it depends who does it. Um, like you know, who who remakes it. Yeah. The thing is that yeah, people who remake stuff aren't always good directors. It's just people who just get a job. You know, yeah, like not that they're not good directors, but they're they're sort of just a director for hire people. They're not necessarily like you know, like if someone like. For instance, Terry Gilliam uh, were to uh, remake this. I think that would be done okay because I think he would heighten it a little more. I think he would make it a little, um, you know, his sort of weird future dystopia that he like kind of likes to mm-hmm. kind of show like in Brazil yeah. and things like that. Like I think he would add that to it. So that would be okay. Shit. I mean, let's see one from Brandon Cronenberg maybe. But we well, would. He kind of did this. Yeah, well, sort, sort of. of yeah. yeah. And, and, but that's what I mean. Like they, nobody would actually really remake it. They yeah. might like kind of do it in that way where... 
like uh what is it where um the guy why do i was fucking friedrichin friedrichin oh, yeah how he remade the uh, wages of fear and he called it sorcerer and oh, okay. uh, it's just it's like this really it the wages of fear is on criterion mm-hmm. it's like uh fuck i believe french it's a french film and uh, it's you know it's a really well known French film, and then he just remade it as Sorcerer. So he you know it's like the same movie, but yeah. not really like. And uh, that's what I think. Yeah, sort of Brandon Cronenberg did sort of do here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not completely, but maybe with like the same sort of theme. But uh, yeah, you want to get into Possessor and give these final thoughts on seconds? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Like yeah. All right. Well, my final thoughts on seconds is that I think it is a great film. I think everyone who hasn't seen it should see it. Um, it is not on the Criterion channel, but if you get, uh, if you have a library card and you go on Canopy, Canopy, <laughs> you can rent it there for free. It's free. They got a bunch of great shows. Oh, you should buy the Blu-ray or DVD from. You Criterion. should buy the Blu-ray from yeah. Criterion. I'm going to. I, yeah, this might. Yeah. That's, this is definite purchase purchase for me. Yeah, for sure. It's it, like uh, it again. I'm gonna explore more of this director's stuff i've seen reindeer games and he has uh, manchurian candidate on manchurian candidate yeah on i've only criterion. seen the remake haven't seen this this one so i'm gonna check this one out and that that is on criterion as well yeah um yeah and uh again i've only seen Rain- reindeer games from him and i know that <laughs> one's not a rewatch at least not for me you haven't seen ronin oh that's right yes i, I just re- i just saw that recently actually mm. I-, I wasn't really too fond of it i found it sort of uh kind of boring and not really uh, there's like cool car chase scenes and yeah that's the scenes. whole thing of like it's the car chase scene yeah but it's sort of like um i, I don't see know that the, again. the in between for me was sort of boring it was kind of funny like funny mm-hmm. in a way that i don't think they meant it to be funny <laughs> when i was watching it. yeah but it's not bad it, it's it's not bad but yeah this is uh definitely one of my favorites now like it's gonna like inch its way into like you know the top like you know whatever like 100 favorite films of mine you know mm-hmm. yeah just seeing all these new films they've been like popping old things out like yeah. these old things where i'm just like yeah like i don't you know, I don't need fucking, um, you know, I don't know. I can't think of a movie right now. But, yeah, this one, I, yeah, it's something that I wish I would have seen before. Glad I've seen it now. Yeah. Everyone should see it. I give this four and a half rock hard Hudsons. Mondo, what do you think? Oh, yeah. What are you thinking on this? Yeah, this whole time I was like, damn, why haven't I seen this film? film? It's like, it reminds me of like all those like sci-fi things like Total Recall. Yeah. Even like a little They Live, like, you know, body horror stuff, you know. That's what I was kind of excited about. Like, I wanted them to, like, um, pay a little more attention to, like, feel like, that feeling when you're in something like this other body or whatever. But, yeah, it was I was awesome. Like, it was directed well. Like, it did, like, meander a little bit for me. Like, in the middle, it was just I felt that stuff could have been tighter about, like, him kind of, like, meeting the woman and transitioning, like, you know, all this stuff, you know. Yeah, that's done very... Um uh, it's really loose. Like they, it's they like a don't little... uh, really focus on the 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 cinematography there and stuff like that, where it makes it feels paranoid and yeah. you get a lot of the fisheye stuff. Yeah, and that little chunk, it sort of just becomes kind of like a regular movie, yeah. like for that split they, little. Moment. It just kind of like it just feels like like a regular meat cute. They they could have just like they like um I don't know like they had really had no idea or anything written for those scenes. You know, they just kind of like I oh, will just film some stuff. Like the party and like, cause it just kind of me. I don't know. It just kind of goes That's on. That's the way it was in the sixties, baby. Yeah. They just got loose. They, they, free they, just heard, they heard somebody was getting naked in some grapes, and they were just like, <laughs> "Let's go!" And they shot and shot and shit, shooting shot. <laughs> but yeah, the yeah, this movie makes me want to see more stuff that Rock Hudson's in. I've never, I've always wanted to see Giant. I need to see that. Um, and then what was that other one? Giant's cool. Giant's All that cool. heaven allows. That's yeah. on a Criterion too. And then. Pillow Talk. I think that's like a classic rom com. Yeah, I uh, I give it a sh- three and a half. Uh, Rocky Hudson picture shows. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's gonna take that back. You're gonna yeah. say something else, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah, Rocky yeah. Hudson picture shows. That's what this was. Yeah, and it's a great one. Um, get you know, start watching more old films. You know, more black and white stuff. More rock stuff with Rock Hudson. More Clark Gable. More Lucille Ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was great. I. I'm glad I saw it. I can't wait to watch it again. Yeah, it was a great pairing. And it was a great pairing from Mr. Brandon Cronenberg, who directed our next film, Possessor Uncut. Uncut. Now. 2020. Yeah. (laughs) Possessor Uncut 2020. (laughs) Unrated, baby. Oh, my God. There was blood. (laughs) We got Brandon Cronenberg, who wrote and directed this. It stars Andrea Riseborough, Christopher Abbott, Jennifer Jason Leigh, and Rosa Sutherland. 
the she uh, that's uh, Donald Sutherland's son. He plays the husband of Andrea, the main character. Oh, the weird voice guy. Yeah, he's like um, uh, not from the same mom as Kiefer. Okay. But uh, yeah, so it's Kiefer's half brother. But he's uh-huh. like a, he's a Sutherland. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, because he I, he sounds like he's well. He's it says he's Canadian is what mm-hmm. it says on his IMDb. But yeah, I was just surprised to find out that that was his dad because he doesn't really look like him. He doesn't even sound like him at all. Yeah, a little bit. Really? You a think li- so? He looks like him a little bit. Not like so Sutherland, but he does have that face sort mm-hmm. of, or I don't know. Yeah, I didn't but, really see it. Yeah, his voice was. Took me out of the whole film. <laughs> yeah, sorry guys. We, I'm just really fascinated. This we yeah. we we cut ourselves a Sutherland in this possessor, <laughs> especially when I hadn't seen before. I don't think yeah. he's really well. He's in stuff, but not not anything that I like I've Canadian ever seen. stuff or just like uh, like kind of like a lot of, a lot of it looked like kind of smaller indie stuff. So probably mm-hmm. like indie oh, okay. stuff from Canada, yeah. I guess. Weird, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's that's crazy. Yeah, I know. It's uh, when I was looking at that, I was like, wow, that's pretty. That's pretty wild. But when you hear his voice in this film, you're gonna be like, who's talking? <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. It, it doesn't like, match his like face. It's really or his, weird. Or like age either. It, it just, sounds like it's dubbed, but it's not. Like. Yeah, yeah. It's, like hopefully, yeah, hopefully, because it, it, when by the time this is out, uh, the episode, the film should be out. It'll be out in drive-in. So if you want to safely go see it, which I would recommend. Yeah. Um, although. You know, hopefully it comes out on VOD pretty soon because, yeah. look, I, let me just explain what this is about really quick before I get yeah. into this. But yeah. Possessor follows an agent who works for a secretive organization that uses brain implant technology to inhabit other people's bodies, ultimately driving them to commit assassinations for high paying clients. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just about these like um, it's. You know, these assassins who implant themselves into your brain and then they sort of live your life for a little bit and make you do these things mm-hmm. to sort of uh, cause like chain reactions that will... Like uh, to buy companies they want to buy. Or, or like just get, to like, like yeah, to, know, they, like, if people want someone murdered or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they just do these things to like, where they don't just go and shoot them. They, it, it makes it, they do like, it seems like they, they make events kind of happen. Mm-hmm. Like through like, whether it's a personal life. Well, at the beginning... The way it starts, she it just seems like she just inhabits that. Yeah, and that just kills that really guy. And kills yeah. that guy. Yeah. So, well, what? Anyway, what I was saying before is that. Uh, what was I saying before? I was saying something about. I think you're gonna talk about how it's maybe not the greatest to watch it at a drive. Oh movie. right, yes, yes. I was gonna say that it, it, it isn't necessarily the greatest because it's you know it's it's pretty dark uh, mm-hmm. in some areas, and you know you don't get full uh, you know darkness in a drive-in. You know there's yeah. lights around and shit like that. Then you got people who uh, park in front of you don't know how to turn off their damn brake lights, <laughs> um, and then you know it's just so, and also the sound you know just coming from your car stereo, it's yeah. not the best. It so didn't it, sound, yeah, it didn't sound bad, but it's not, it's not optimal. Like, you know, like, right. like actually, movie, I mean, it's going to be in movie theaters if you're willing to risk that and go mm-hmm. do that with what's going on with yeah. COVID. Uh, we risked it all for Tenet, baby. So, yeah, but we yeah. saw this at a drive-in. Um, and again, it wasn't a bad experience. It's just that I honestly uh, think I probably would have enjoyed it a lot more uh, at home on the, uh, yeah. the TV that I know that I like and the sound that I know that I'm comfortable with in my room, you know, mm-hmm. because Again, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it, it, there's people walking by you, you know, you're in your, and there's like going to the restroom all the time or just yeah. going, you know what I mean? It's just, it just, uh, it's hard to kind of sit there and it's a movie I think really needs, that needs your attention. Yeah, you need to be immersed in it, you know, like that, I'm glad you brought that up because I felt the same thing. I was just like, like, I just, I wanted to watch it at home or at a, in a dark theater, you know, where right. I'd be a little more like engrossed in everything and like the sound feeling that more so and like. The sound yeah, especially. Yeah, and just the picture too, like, because it is dark and it looks cool, like, you know, but we were a little further back, so we, I don't know, we just didn't get the whole, like, experience kind right, of that you would. Right, because it's lit dark in the film, so, you know, you don't, you don't get to kind of see the full shot for what it really is yeah. in some of the shots, whereas, you know, if, you know, you're looking at it on your TV or in a, in a enclosed movie theater, you can really see every detail, like, not every detail, but you see the shot for what yeah. it is unfortunately in a drive-in you, you can't really get that yeah. you can't really get that projection that, that really yeah just things know. are always going on around you just yeah. to take you out like you're, yeah, like, you're noticing just, other yeah, things yeah there's like cars honking on the road right outside the theater you know but again thank you Beyond Fest for doing yeah, this we wanted to see great. it uh, yeah. yeah so it's not I'm, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining I'm just saying see it in the drive-in see it however you want to see it but it would be cool to see it in VOD because yeah. it's a movie that I think especially like you or know at the Egyptian or at the Egyptian, yeah, that yeah. would have been great, and that's where it would have been if this stupid COVID shit wasn't cracking and Beyond Fest was really happening. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, COVID's. So yeah. yeah, let's talk about the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we, we sort of are because yeah. I mean that's the thing is that like yeah. it's a film that looks great. I mean, yeah, Brandon Cronenberg yeah. really fucking makes this sort of like uh, he does. It, it's, it's so it's supposed to kind of take place in the future. I feel like. Yeah. But it's not one of those futures where it's like a Star Wars. It's not sleek, fantastical or yeah. like super like or even like Total Recall or something. It's right. It's kind of like practical. seconds, you know, like yeah, yeah. Everything is pretty practical. Like, and and everything know. looks like it's like old technology. Yeah. But it's new technology, like which how, I love when they do that in films. Yeah, like uh, how horror films did in the 80s and 70s, yeah. you know, where it's just like they're using what they have, but it's still like it's what you think technology would look like, but it still kind of has that like, I don't know, that like cheapness to it. But I like right. that, you know, yeah, like, it felt it, like dirty. It, mm-hmm. it didn't feel like sleek and it yeah. didn't, everything felt like very dirty and used and mm-hmm. like the way the world is mm-hmm. like uh, not everything's just always clean and sleek. Yeah, and everything's like really that. drab and like yeah. uh, really like a. I don't know, minimalistic kind of, you right. know? Exactly. And, which yeah. I like. I like that. Like, that's, I don't know. Like, it reminds me of, like, how uh, Panos Cosmatos. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, does, like, makes his films look. It's that, that VHS kind of thing. You yeah, know? yeah. This has yeah. a very, like, very much a, a uh, like you said, that kind of feel, that kind of, like, just bloody, dirty VHS kind of, like, midnight movie mm-hmm. that's just, like, you you know you have to sit there and you pay, have to pay attention to it yeah. and then but when but because you yeah do, and it's slow and quiet it's right. not like for good reason yeah it's like because again like you know there is a lot of violent parts in it not too crazy violent like you know typically I mean well, if you the seen, beginning like where he gets shot that guy where oh, oh well where she's stabbing him oh much. yeah she's stabbing him right yeah 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 like yeah. she stabs him a shit ton and it is pretty graphic in that yeah. sense and then yeah you know there's this great like um so when Andrea Riseborough she basically is the assassin. Mm-hmm. She's the one who takes over people's bodies. She eventually takes over Chris Abbott's body. Mm-hmm. Both great actors. Both need to be in more stuff. Always in great indie stuff. Always in great horror indie stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd love to see them in like just everything. Honestly, I really like these two actors a lot. Yeah, especially I like them in this. both. Yeah, yeah. But so she has. So she takes over Christopher Abbott because he's dating this girl whose father is the owner of this company, and someone's trying to take that guy out. Yeah, they want. The ownership of that company right so she basically gets sort of uh like like stuck in him like she's yeah because she of doesn't because like, so you have to like shoot yourself or you just have to die yeah you have to die in order to get out like mm-hmm. someone has to shoot but you, at well, a you have to time. ask you have to ask you have yeah. to she, she usually says get me out yeah. and then she like puts a gun in her mouth but then or she's or she just gets shot or whatever yeah but yeah she has to ask and then they'll they'll do the whatever it is they do mm-hmm. and so they like they just basically kidnap uh the person that she's gonna take over and they literally just like implant something into his brain mm-hmm. that is i guess her kind of uh conscious like i just it's just her somehow mm-hmm. and she's just like in this like um you know kind of like it's almost like, like going into the matrix kind right. of like yeah you have them like hooked up and you're going into someone else's body but yeah, th- so she does this whole th- like, uh, so she kills the girl. Like she ends up killing Chris Abbott's girlfriend and the dad, right? Right. In the house or whatever, and then finally, um, when she's gonna kill herself, she gets stuck somehow, or she doesn't kill herself. Well, right? because or she Chris, doesn't pull the trigger. Chris so. Abbott starts to come through. Yeah. Like usually, it's always her in control, and for some reason, they only have so many days with this person right, right? so that's yeah. why yeah and then also too you you kind of get the sense that um her character andrea uh riseborough i keep wanting to say risenborough but it's just riseborough yeah andrea riseborough like you get the sense that she's starting to uh wear get the wear and tear from that job that she's sort of starting to slip yeah. she's not she's starting to realize she's not doesn't know who she is doesn't know what yeah. it is they have like a kind of an, uh, a stupid like a totem uh, not a stupid thing I'm saying Inception stupid but they have like something from <laughs> you're that. hearing they, that Nolan have, come fucking, and see a film fucking Nolan wish he could put his hands on yeah. that shit you Nolan wish he could make something like this yeah. and I only bring it up because it, it does sort of have uh, a tenant an Inception an Inception like, feel it does especially but. because she has like a totem mm-hmm. she has like a box of things that she has to look at yeah. to make sure that she's back into when she comes out yeah. of the, the person she's possessed to make sure that she's okay yeah like and jennifer jason lee is like her boss yeah and so she makes her like looks at the look at this clock and these different things mm. and they're like these really old like it's sort of you know like how they have those little uh totems in inception yeah, little the, uh, spinning the thing top, the yeah. totem and things like that but uh, i thought that was a cool touch to that because yeah. again you know it's supposed to be in the future and you have these sort of very 
like in the rooms that she's in it's like these you know pitch black with just like a table and it's just mm-hmm. like looks like this futuristic kind of yeah. uh, uh place and then but she you know, there's all these like old time kind of uh, old timey looking things mm-hmm. like the clock and the things that she has yeah. and all the like technologies doesn't look like brand new like that device that she gets in when they when she possesses people looks like some like old like uh like um or the mri like machine or something you yeah know? yeah and then i thought i just thought that was like a great choice that he he focused more so on the characters and the you know the 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 story that's going on as opposed to worrying about trying to make some like fucking like big loud action thriller with sleek sci-fi yeah fucking like you know what i mean like, but yeah that's well i think that was like the aesthetic he was going for is that old like 80s like 70s thing where it's like everything's oh, yeah. pretty mi- minimalistic and stuff and it he is learned from papa cronenberg <laughs> yeah and it's more about this the characters and the story and that and that comes through like that's why you have like it's it's not like i mean this movie is kind of a little eye candy ish but not like not overly like it's not some sci-fi blockbuster how you're saying or like how christopher nolan would just fucking bombard you with like crazy shots or like big position explaining uh, the process you know, of the possess possession yeah. they they'd be walking down some corridor in italy for no mm-hmm. reason in these fine suits mm-hmm. drinking wine talking about how the possession mm-hmm. is this and if they do this then then they won't be able to ever get out of there like oh yeah. you only have three days and then you'll be stuck in there like, um, and then they'll be like three days and then they'll go to the part and then it'll be like the fourth day and then for some reason they'll be able to find some way to get out of there through some <laughs> loophole look christopher nolan don't <laughs> fucking don't you dare all right just start just make more dunkirks bro that's it i mean dunkirk was fire you didn't have any dialogue keep your characters quiet <laughs> sorry go on <laughs> no, but yeah like yeah it's not that but it, like and it's a it's it's a slow burn too like nothing really like because nothing is explained to you really like you know you know you get little things like about like the job she's going to do and like that stuff and kind of why she's kind of stuck there she's unhappy too just being this person like working for uh, jennifer jason lee and all this stuff and like and shit uh, falls apart at the end pretty much like, yeah i don't know if i want to give away i don't like, yeah too well, much stuff yeah. you know just because yeah it's, it's a new film you know the films that we usually talk about are older films so yeah. You know, this one's you're not going to be able to. It's not easy and accessible. I mean, we've and kind I of gotten, wanna, and I want to watch it again too. Just right. I, I would like it, it. It has been a while since I've seen it. Yeah. Um, just a week, but yeah, yeah. It's... But you know, that's you know, I would like to have watched it again before we recorded this and mm-hmm. stuff. But it was still fresh in my mind because it's it's you know not that there's been a bunch of shit out, but it's yeah. my favorite film of the year. Um, yeah, it definitely. I, yeah, I don't see, I mean, again, I don't know what's going to come out, but I don't see anything taking the position of this. Like, I mean, I loved First Cow. That's another great film that, that yeah, came First out Cow this was year. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm thinking of Ending Things was good. But, yeah, I mean, I haven't really, I mean, yeah, Possessor was literally like the only thing I was like, oh, shit, this is like, this, yeah. hell yeah, 2020, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Or it's like, you know, you know yeah, I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Like, they, I think they've been talking, Beyond Fest has been talking about this movie, too, for like, yeah, because it, it was... They showed it at some like festivals, probably like what? Uh, yeah, I've, so people have seen it already. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it did some, a bunch of stuff last year when they were able to. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm not sure what it did. But uh, you know, it it had been getting a lot of buzz. It's mm. you know getting rave reviews. And this is his second film. I haven't seen Antiviral. I have not seen Antiviral I've either. Been wanting to check that out, but yes. Same here. Um, I just always we'll get forget. back to you. Should I? Well, <laughs> well, I for, I forget about it, but this is going to make me remember it because yeah. I think this like. This is putting mis- this is putting baby Cronenberg on the map for me. I love I love Papa Cronenberg, you know. I mean, yeah. But I think uh, I think he's got what Cronenberg's got in terms of that body horror because I think I was trying. I think I was starting to talk about this earlier. But mm. what I was gonna say is there's like a great scene where she, she where basically where he starts to take over in the body. Yeah. And he does these great scenes where you know it it just shows him like putting her skin over himself. And like it's like this really warped, crazy, like looking yeah, like like uh, it's on the poster. And yeah, you, you, and that, like, you can't really make make it out. It's hard to tell, but yeah, then you see the scene, and you're like, oh right. shit, that's what's going on. That's fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah, and, and they sort of recreate these scenes from earlier of her, but mm-hmm. with him with that that crazy like like yeah. warped face of hers, and it just looks. I mean, it, it looks, um, you know, because it doesn't look. 
like it's too like grotesque. You're getting sucked in the screen in video drone. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know? Yeah, yeah. It looks like like straight up some Cronenberg shit. Yeah. But and it but it doesn't look like too like crazy grotesque where you don't want to look at it. Mm-hmm. It just look. It kind of reminded me of sort of like. You know the the um, in Beetlejuice where they make their their faces all crazy, uh, yeah, the two yeah. ghosts and they stretch them out. Mm-hmm. It sort of has that kind of feel where it's, it's but not an, so wacky. Well, no, no, that's what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not so wacky, but it but it's not too like oh my god. Yeah, oh, kids can that. still look at yeah, it. Yeah. Or, well, kids can't look at this, I don't think. But well, not the whole movie. The Beetlejuice but... fire or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kids, check that part out. Well, yeah. you know, check it out. There's some sex in there, but it's all right. <laughs> you guys are growing up. We're all growing up. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I, I think this, again, I, I want to get into it a lot, but I, I don't really want to say too much because hopefully, you know, this is just like a little bonus episode. Again, yeah. we're not really arguing anything about going in the criterion, but if I had to say it. This has a definite. I mean, yeah. If I, if this would have was, my vote. Yeah, if Cronenberg sure. was right here saying, giving his, he wouldn't have to give his argument. I'd be like, yeah, it's in. I would mm-hmm. let it in. And I don't see why criterion. You know what? Now that I think about it, I don't see why criterion would either. He's a, he's a what are they called? A, not an, an alumni? Right, because uh, his dad's already in it. Yeah, kind of, yeah, no, no alumni. Yeah, it's, you're, you know, you go to college, your dad was in it. Yeah, know, and right? you just get in the fraternity automatically yeah. because of that, right? Uh, what is what is it called? Something else? It's called something else. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the um, alumni is yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking fuck. What is it called? Well, anyway, that's what he is. So he should just <laughs> automatically get into the collection, yeah. or at least put him in the closet. But uh, let's let's see what his picks are. Yeah, right. But. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, uh, Criterion does these videos where they let, you know, directors and different people inside their closet at their uh, office, and it's just filled with all their films, and they let them fill up a bag and take movies. Um, and that's what we're trying to get at yeah. with this podcast. Hopefully, eventually. Just, maybe they'll just let me in. I don't think they'll let the other guy in. <laughs> let me in. <laughs> They're not going to let Diego in. I'm just kidding. He's not here to... <laughs> Diego, I'm not sure what you guys have to say. Nothing? All right. <laughs> just kidding, guys. We miss you. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, we we got to see us at Beyond Fest. Um, it was awesome. It was like probably the only one I really wanted to see. Yeah, like or looking really like no no knew about it pretty much was Possessor. Yeah, like I've been saying, I've been waiting to see this, and I want to see Anti Viral really bad now, just because I this was so great. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully we it's somewhere to stream. Uh, but you can stream seconds. I think it's on Amazon too. I want to say seconds. Yeah. Okay. Just, just to say, like, yeah. uh, just to wrap it all up, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, again, I don't want to get too much into um, that stuff, but we are, and maybe we'll do an episode about it. I, I'm not sure, but mm. um, if we, we could do another bonus episode, but we, I'm going to be seeing Synchronic mm-hmm. at Beyond Fest, um, which is from Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. They did this film called The Endless. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I think it's on Netflix. I think so or hulu or something but uh they're like these indie filmmakers and this is like their kind of first big like feature film i mean the other ones are full lengths but this is like mm-hmm. the first one where there's like you know there's uh, big actors and anthony mackie's in it oh, okay uh james dorian the fucking 50 shades of gray guy mm-hmm. and uh yeah so i'm gonna be seeing that at beyond fest and i'm pretty excited about that maybe i'll give you guys a little bony episode <laughs> to talk about that one but i don't know probably nobody anyway let's probably don't care about that but possessor Final thoughts, Mondo. Uh, yeah, I I love this movie. Like it was, and like I loved it as much as I expected to because I was going into this like expecting like yeah I want to fucking see this movie. You know, like it looks like his dad kind of would have did it, but I mean it's still his own for sure. Like it's not so much. Like, yeah. And he wrote the script too, and it was uh, I don't know maybe he should write, start writing Nolan scripts because Nolan doesn't know how to fucking shut the fuck up. Yeah. Get, no. Well, see the thing is that it's Nolan's brother. Nolan doesn't really write all of his scripts yeah. most of the time. It's usually Jonathan Nolan. So, Mr. Westworld, you need to chill your ass out, bro. Get get on Brandon Cronenberg's level. Yeah. Imagine if Brandon Cronenberg did West, Westworld, I probably would have watched it. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, Brandon Cronenberg doing Inception would have been great. Yeah. Because it would have been like the dream sequences probably would have felt like actual like dreams and nightmares as opposed to kind of like a big action. James Bond sequence. Yeah, way too James Bond. Like, yeah. It's really weird. I don't, anyway. Anyway, like, yeah, go see Possessor. <laughs> this <laughs> I whole get, episode uh, is just a secret <laughs> way to say, fuck you. <laughs> but yeah, go see Possessor. I mean, Andrea Riceborough was dope. Christopher Abbott. She was in Mandy, right? She's the chick. She is Mandy. Yeah, she's yeah. Mandy. So, yeah, I mean, she's 
she's maybe getting a little typecasted, but not really. I mean, she's a different character in this. Yeah, no, she's like, she's not like um, you know, in Mandy, she's you know the one in distress. Yeah, she's the one who, you know. But gets, even not really. I mean, she's just she sure, can hold but, her own, but, but you know. But like, I'm saying here, she is more of like where I feel like you know a, a someone else might have put just a white guy in this role, as opposed to putting a female. Yeah, that that's good. That was a good choice too. It yeah. wasn't just some regular dude like it wasn't chris abbott like which he would have like, been fine in that it kind of, yeah it kind of would have been it a sort of is still him too. yeah because he has to kind of play it later yeah. on when he comes possessed but yeah like it, i just like that they picked her especially mm-hmm. because i think she just makes a lot of like choices that aren't like big mm-hmm. choices i think she like wears a lot of like her performance on her face yeah like if you you know just anything that she's in she just has like a really like kind of yeah, that Not, expressive kind of like yeah. she just has a unique face too. Right, right? and what she can say. be she could look very weathered, and I don't mm-hmm. mean that because you know her face looks old or something. I just mm-hmm. mean she can give like expressions and feelings mm-hmm. through looks and things like that, where you're just like, oh, like there's there's something wrong with this person. Yeah, and not in like a you know like not in a, a, a big showy uh, way. Like it, it's just it's subtle, and I think that's why unfortunately why she's not in a lot of stuff mm-hmm. uh, because she hasn't gotten the big showy role yet i mean mm-hmm. she's in um battle of the sexes with uh, steve carell and emma stone she plays that uh who emma stone falls in love with the oh that was her okay yeah, yeah she's yeah. really good in that for yeah. that small little part um she's in birdman uh she plays mm-hmm. uh the girl that uh, michael keaton's having a baby with or that she says she's pregnant oh yeah yeah oh, shit. yeah and that's what i'm saying she's like yeah. a, she's like one of those actresses that literally can slip in and out of all these roles she, her, she always like changes her hair and you know again yeah, she's like slipping some... slip in and out of those bodies too yeah, that's what i'm saying and, she is an actual possessor so yeah. it makes sense for her to be in this role sorry i didn't yeah. mean to... no yeah yeah but yeah i mean there's not much more i could say about this film is other than go fucking see it or try to see it get your hands on it do whatever go to arizona where maybe you live in arizona <laughs> Well, no, I mean, I think it's not it's, playing anywhere in California right now. It's not. Uh, yeah, it looked not at, even on their drive-ins? website. Yeah, that's oh. weird. yeah. Wow. Okay. So it was all like some everywhere else, you know, like or Vegas or Arizona, or, ah, uh, which was weird. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll uh, get a wider release. Hopefully, I mean, you know, with the way they're doing stuff now, it'll probably be out like for a couple of weeks and they'll just throw it on VOD. Hopefully, because right. I think that's honestly where it'd make the most money. Yeah. I don't think people are going to rush out to see this in theaters, mm-hmm. even though I think they should. Mm-hmm. But you know, nobody went to rush out and see Tenant really. So, you know, this isn't really like a big, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, not like, that I I'm, give a fuck about box office numbers and all that crap, but, you know, let's give Brandon Cronenberg. We want people to see it and we want him to make more, or Brandon Cronenberg to make more films. You exactly. Know? Because it was in 2012 that he made Antiviral that it came out. Well, you know, who, who knows if that's maybe because he just likes to take his time with like writing stuff mm-hmm. or, you know, he doesn't just like to draw or maybe because, yeah, he just couldn't get this made. Yeah. I would like to know I'm more, more about that. So, mm-hmm. hey. Criterion, put this out so we can get an interview with Brandon. <laughs> yeah. All right. What? Uh, what do you give it? Um, well, we're just gonna say we let it in. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, because that's in. usually. I mean, we could. I mean, we could star it up too. I just go see that. That's enough stars. That's what I know. mean. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I'm saying too. Like, uh, my final thoughts are basically just this movie's great. My favorite film of the year so far. I can't see anything. Um, taking over except maybe yeah. covid uh when it kills me <laughs> <laughs> but but uh yeah this is just a really great sleek slick uh slow burn but worth the slow burn uh worth body the burn. yeah but body horror thriller sci-fi uh just a real treat just a real treat mm-hmm. of a film to sit there and watch and just to, you know again to see the practical effects that he uses uh, bravo to anybody who uses practical effects in their fucking films, especially when they're sci-fi and especially when they're violent. I love practical violence. He's got a great head-smashing scene in here. If you've seen Drive, that's that's another great one that they have. But this one, seen I'm telling scanners. you, I mean, exactly. <laughs> this is like it's got that it's got a little scanners moment in it. I mean, it's just, I love it. It's it's just it's like you know, you know. I mean, knock on wood. Hopefully, nothing ever happens to Mr. Cronenberg. Uh, to Papa Cronenberg, and we get more stuff from him. But it's nice to know that we've got another Cronenberg who is literally bringing, bringing it as hard and as violent as Papa does. Yeah, bringing it back. You yeah, know, like, yeah, seriously. Taking it back to that era when his dad was making, like, his most solid shit. Mm-hmm. Like, taking it back to that great practical horror thriller, but about character. Not making it just jump scare stupid shit. Making it about like an actual movie, making it a movie, making it a film, making it a criterion worthy film. If you can see this film, go check it out.
thank you for listening again. Uh, again, this is not usually how we usually do this episode, and we have two other hosts. Um, but, you know, we just wanted to talk about these films because we think uh, they're pretty important. Um, if you haven't seen them, they're worth seeing. Follow us at the Criterion Cult Pod on Instagram and at Criterion Cult on Twitter. Please follow me on Twitter as well at, yeah, wait, no. Don't follow me on Twitter. Follow me <laughs> on Instagram at Young Jane Fonda, and I'm also on Letterbox under Jody Foster Army. Uh, please follow me on Letterbox if you f- I want to see what you have to say about movies. I want to talk about movies. Mondo, where can we find you? I'll be on Instagram at save underscore Mondo and Letterboxd, so you can follow me there. And then also. Uh, after this episode, we're starting our Halloween episodes. That's right. This it's whole spooky month. season. Yeah. Criterion Cult gets spooky. Not that we weren't before, but I don't know. Maybe there's an extra P in that spooky. Yeah, there's o. an extra. There's an extra spoo. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Um, yeah. So, and you guys are gonna want to get on this because um, it's a great. It's it's a great lineup of stuff. Um, follow us on Instagram to see to check it out. But um, this. This week, the first week is uh, Diego's picks, and there he's Pichos. Uh, Don't look Don't now. Don't look now. Donald which is Sutherland, on, which is on Criterion, and then he's bringing to the collection Eden Lake, Eden Lake. which you're gonna, which if you want to check it out, uh, it's available to rent on uh, Apple and all those uh, platforms. Yeah, all the platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe you can see Don't Look Now on Criterion Channel now because they're doing this great kind of horror '70s horror film uh, collection. So get the channel and like what was. They're, weren't they doing like a Korean horror collection too, or something like that too? Or they are, or, yeah, they're yeah, doing that. They're doing, yeah, they're doing a lot of great stuff this month. Yep, a lot if of you, stuff. If that's you want to see on. like good, solid horror films from all around the world, get the Criterion Channel. I'm telling you, it's worth it. Uh, especially if you're gonna do like a 30 days of horror type of thing. Yeah, right. Well, you know? Start now. You're already too late. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so get on that. Hurry your ass up, you fucking lazy fucks. Diego's coming at us with Eden Lake. Don't look now. That's going to be our next episode. Get here. You're going to want to hear it. It's going to be the best debate you ever heard. Forget that one with Trump and Biden. This one's going to be this one's going to be real. We're this man one's of a, going to get stupider. We're men of a certain age and we've got literally less to say than they do. Thank you for listening.